listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Steph was going to last this long. I'm just, that's another one. I'm just amazed Steph Curry has figured out how to stay in this league. You know, because I, I thought, I didn't think he was going to be able to stick. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that bounced around. G League came up for a 10. I didn't think he was going to be that guy that was going to stick, but he did. Um, you know, and he shot. no role player. Are you serious? Yes, but he developed himself into that. You know, you, nobody, you didn't look at Steph Curry when he when he first came up and go, okay, that guy's sticking in the league. Yes, he he, he shot it. Oh, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's all the hindsight. It's like a lot of players, he needed to be developed a little bit. But once he got there, I was like, oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah. He showed I, I, flashes. He showed I, 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 Yeah, I'm just surprised. And like, like you said, he did show flashes, but he stayed lit. You know, I mean, he, he's one of these guys who's worked himself into being a viable NBA player. I just didn't think he was going to be that guy. I thought he was going to be a journeyman popping up here, popping up here, working himself into the G League, back in and out. But, you know, he's a guy that worked hard enough and he's stuck. So kudos to the Curry family for making that happen. I'm going to say um, now, I didn't think Austin Rivers was going to stick. Now, he was the one that everybody you looked at him and he has an NBA body. But then when you saw him on the court, you were like, I think his daddy kept him in the league, though. That that first the first few years, I think, I think, uh, I, I, I think, mean, I think somebody's got to have kept him, him in the league. league so far. I mean, I mean, know. he developed, he he developed, you know. And but, shout uh, out to Denzel Wash. I mean, Valentine, Denzel Valentine. <laughs> Is he playing in the tournament? Yes, he might be playing in the tournament too. Shout out to Denzel Valentine for getting yourself into the league, man. I just want to oh, say. I ain't Damn. got nothing but love for you, man, and I love your how brother. Stay, how does I, Denzel I Valentine? How does he stay in the league, man? Because sister, how does he stay in the league? How does he stay in the league? Sister, I'm just, I'm amazed by that guy. He's another guy. You, you know, you look at the stats, you go, really? And every year they roll out. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the layup line. Well, <laughs> you know, I tell you what, Don't hate the player, hate the game. I'm gonna say, hey, that, absolutely. Jay. Yeah. After this tournament and after what I've seen so far as a return, yeah. it hasn't been a return. I think we're going to be asking the same question about Patrick Williams in about mm, oh. six more weeks. Oh. Like, how it, it, did somebody did you enjoy that? <laughs> Billy really Donovan he got a foul. He went in the game 20 seconds. He got a foul. You know, Billy, he just said, hey, we're going to work him back. He played 19 you know? minutes and got seven points and a couple of rebounds. What did you really That's expect normal. on his first game back of the whole season? I'm just trying to ask. When, his when his first game back on like Giannis, <laughs> what do you expect really to happen? Bad thing. His first, Real bad. His first game. His first game back looks like his first is it's all his games back in the in the league. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it hasn't changed. I don't wish nobody no ill will. I'm just saying Man. all the hype on this guy, all the hype on this guy is not deserved. You know what but I'm you, saying? There is no hype. You're just oh you're just a hater. What? No, I'm gonna say there is no hype on this guy. You're a hater. Oh no, everybody no, knew no. they got with him. They got a possible player they could develop. They did not expect him to whatever. It was like, hey, if he makes it, great. If he don't, not.
but no one ever ever hyped him and says he's going to be the second coming of Michael Jordan. No one ever said that, dude. You're just over here hating on him. We know he's a development player. They even said he has to be developed, and it's possible he might never get developed. This was already advertised. You're the only one sitting there dogging him out like he's supposed to be LeBron James. Now, I'm going to come to Jay Sizzles. I'm going to come to his defense in saying this. When you're the number four pick. Absolutely. Not eight, not 10, not Wendell Carter, where you can say, all right, you can be down there 10, 12, 14. When you're the number four pick, one, two, three, four, and you're telling me you're going to be – see, we're seeing young men in this tournament right now. Some names are great. I don't know where Jay Nivey's going to fall. I don't. But I know he can play ball. I know when he turns the corner, it's dangerous for players. I know I watch some kids at Iowa. I know I watch some other kids. I can't tell you when I watched the tournament with Patrick Williams that I saw Patrick Williams do anything that made me say, ooh. That was him. Number four pick of the draft. And, and, and I'm not dogging out Patrick Williams so much. I'm dogging out the pick. I mean, I want the kid to make all the money he can make, but the pick was not worthy of a number four pick for the Chicago Bulls. He's not going to, and I'm going to say it, not going to pan out as they thought he was going to pan out. And that's that other, that's that previous regime. And that's why they all got blown out of here. I mean, it it was just, it was just a bad pick. And when he made the pick, I was, I know exactly where I was when the pick was announced and I had to pull over to the side of the road and go, who is that? Yes, I agree with you, but (laughs) I'm just saying there's another person drafted before him and I think Patrick Williams has already played more games than him. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss when in these drafts. I mean, and this just because you drafted well, a certain place, right? And this person was definitely expected to carry a heavy load in the NBA. Talking about James Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what happened to him? It looks like you're looking at the second coming of Greg Oden, like Greg Oden. Oh, Jr. him, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you want? You want? You want? Is it the money? Do they just stop working because they start getting that money? You know what I'm saying? But they did say Wiseman was going to be a chance you pick that high because he was a center. You know what I'm saying? And then he wasn't a guy who's dragging people out to the three-point lane, lane line out there and letting it fly. This offensive game was like that. He was just a big body, old school, 1975 center. But you know, at, and at Memphis, how many games did he really play? Didn't he play only like four games that season before I he was remember. drafted? I don't know. It, it, it wasn't a lot. And I think he was he's another guy on potential. Mm-hmm. You know, he he almost, you know, he he almost reminds you of uh uh, who was picked before Michael Jordan? Um, Sam yeah, you know, he almost reminds you of Sam Bowie a little bit. You know, all this promise, and then you got nothing. It's almost you know, basically you're getting to the point where you can't draft big men. I mean, you you well, you can't keep drafting these big men because they keep doing the same thing. They look great. You can't, yeah, you can't draft a 1975 big men anymore. I mean, now uh, um, Adams is a different guy out of Memphis, but he's just a Conan the Barbarian, he's a different guy. You know what I'm saying? He's just a freak of nature type dude. But these regular big guys plodding up and down the floor and then setting up down a block, the three-point shot has really rendered those guys um, obsolete right now. I mean, you know, you could dump it down inside and they go get you a basket. But that other team comes down there and they're backing up 27, 33s a game. 
I mean, if you start trading off baskets, next thing you look, even though you're scoring, you're down 5.6 points. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what's happened. These guys with the outside games now have changed basketball forever. And I don't think you're going to see as these dominant big men, um, like, you know, will we ever see another Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or anybody like that, you know, a dominant big man who has a scoring title? You know what I'm saying? Will, will we ever see a guy like that again? I just, I don't think so. Not in this NBA. You got to be able to handle the rock and, you know, seven foot and break people down and take them to the basket. I mean, you, you need Kevin Durant clones now. Well, you know, playing, playing in the NBA. What, right is, what, what is Joel Embiid's role then? Well, Joel Embiid is, oh, is another hybrid. Stay healthy. He's a big body that can shoot from he, outside, though. Then he's finally turned that page. He's been pretty healthy now. Yeah, but he can shoot it from outside though. You if yeah. if if MB takes that three point sh- shot, you're not looking at MB. Go to what are you doing? Because he's shown he can knock down. That. He's that he's that hybrid NBA big man that I was talking about that can bang you down low, but he also can drag you out to the three point line. If you're big, don't go out there with him. He can hit that shot, and if your big does go out there with him, now you open yourself up for backdoor cuts and stuff and action going away from the ball and you get guys running free to the basket. He changes it. Now, is that happening with James Harden? You know, I don't, they, they play better without both of them playing. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I thought, I thought that matchup was going to be better too. Harden would um, be because you didn't have an extra guy out there. And, and now, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's hard. It's hard to another team killer like too, like his friend Westbrook. Everybody well, kills. Yeah, let's look at something. Let's look at the ESPN's top five NBA prospects. Their top five prospects, at the most, they're all power forwards except for Jay Nivey, who they have as a point guard, and he is definitely not a point guard. But, yeah. I mean, you got like Keegan Murray, stiff. But an amazing player. He's somebody can. You got Jabari Smith, slight good player, but somebody I couldn't. You can't say, "Oh, I'm gonna get Jabari Smith, and he's gonna be the future of my franchise." And then you got Chet Holmgren. Okay, enough said. You got Chet Holmgren. You got Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith. Now, Paulo at Duke. I, I, I don't. I don't know if it's Duke or it's him. I, I'm still kind of I'm, – I'm, I got the yips about all Duke players. That's just me. I'm just saying when I see a Duke player, I'm not thinking to myself, this is a franchise player that I want to have in my life. All these system guys are you thinking? Well, I'm just saying, man, I, hey, hey, since Grant Hill, name me a great Duke player. Well, we we thought we had one. We thought we had one until he got on the motorcycle up here with the bear, oh. with, with the with the bull. Oh, <laughs> he thought he was great. We thought too. we had one of it. He was yeah, a great mo- we motorcyclist. He still, uh, yeah. he still thinks he's one. If you, if you listen to him on the, if you listen to him on the on the television, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he had a good rookie year. You know, <laughs> yeah, he had a good one year. <laughs> That's about uh, what that that's yeah. the life of a Duke player. He has but, a big uh, year. That's interesting how you, you, you bring up um your, your prospects and your prodigies. Let me go go with you on this. So the, the low five teams now, Houston, mm-hmm. um, Detroit, Orlando, 
the Pacers, and the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And I bring the Thunder last because I like that point guard that they have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they may just need to put players around him and let the offense flow through him. Some of those power fours that you mentioned, they may be slow, they may be groggy, but they could complement somebody like him very well. And you could build something uh, of decent potential with a a player like that. Just throwing that out there as a little tidbit. Mm -hmm. Now, these other teams, you're you're, you're talking about especially like Houston, they just need to hit the, the complete reset button. You need a you need a home run hit on that one. They're, I think they're probably going to be first, second, or third, depending on how the ball rolls. So yeah, they they need that that help. But there are some teams in that bottom list that already have good players you can develop around. You don't necessarily always need the next uh, Michael Jordan or the next LeBron James. You just need a really good player that can play well with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things I'm looking at when I look at this whole grouping of young people, and maybe that's just what we've turned into as sports consumers, I don't see, and you tell me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, I don't see a great player in this tournament. I don't see a player that's a transitional player that says he transitions and he he is a step above. He's the guy that when you say my team is going to be good with him for the next 10 years, I don't see that right now in the NCAA. And maybe it's a function of this NCAA. Maybe it's a function of players playing overseas now, going to the G League. I don't see that one guy that makes me say he's the transcendent player that I can put my franchise on for the next 10, 15 years or 10, 15 weeks. That's easy, fair enough to say. You also got COVID to blame for that. But mm. Mm. interesting point. Yeah. Never thought about COVID as it played in the in the greater scheme of things. But I just don't. And maybe it's just the 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 way that this is all falling out. The tournament to me is always that prove it ground where you find a great player, someone that you hadn't thought about before. That's how you have a Damon Lillard. You you didn't know anything if you weren't from his era. You didn't know about Lillard. You didn't know about Kawhi. You had no idea unless you knew these players and you really researched them. But as a general population, I don't think anybody knew about them until the tournament. Then once you get to the tournament, you say, okay, that's that kid. That's that guy. I haven't seen that yet. And if I'm wrong, just let me know. I could be wrong. I don't think we've seen that yet. No, I don't think you're wrong. Jay, do you do you know any where are you, Jay? What are you doing? I'm here. How about that? It <laughs> it's just like wow. It's just like <laughs> man, hell with he these kids. all that fire talking about, about uh, Patrick Williams. <laughs> he, uh, he's mellow right uh, now. Yeah, he actually 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 he was texted to be out. Uh, uh, so what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I don't, I don't think there's anybody right now that you say this is going to be him. You know, you might have a guy who's not draft eligible that you make the tournament. You know, you're looking at uh, a guy who might be transitional in the NBA. If you put some weight on, put some weight on. That's going to be Imani Bates. Um, if it's weight on, 
um, just because of his skill set and he's, the way he's able to handle the ball and shoot the outside jumper. But um, as you say, you don't – but then, too, did we see uh, – meaning a few years back, did we see uh, the former Murray State guard, John Morant, did we think he was going to be what he is now in the NBA? I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of it, I did. You know, I did. I'm just, I'm just thinking a lot of it has to do with development in the league and how hard guys work. I think um, part of it is, is that, you know, even, even rookie money, um, you get shoe money, rookie money, you get a couple of deals coming in. All of a sudden, your guy who was eating, you know, ramen noodles and McDonald's on a regular basis, and all of a sudden now uh, you're driving, you know, you're, you're, you're driving a Ferrari and, and um, you know, you can eat whatever you want to. I think sometimes guys just don't stay hungry. And I think that's what you see a lot of times in the NBA right now. These guys just get too much money from them. Even the even those small contracts that these guys are getting um, coming in, not as small compared to the big money guys. There's still a lot, still enough money where you can pe- kick your feet up on the couch and go, "Man, I don't think I'm gonna go work out today." You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's what separates the great ones from the good ones. And I think that's what you see a lot of guys happen. I'm wondering if you know if Weissman is like that. Or if he's just a guy who peaked and this is it. I don't care how hard he works, he ain't going to get no better. You know, you get some guys peak early. You know what I'm saying? That was it. That's just the best they're ever going to be. And the NBA is difficult, man. I mean, you guys know. I mean, it is not easy being an NBA basketball player by no – I I believe uh, making an NBA is probably one of the toughest things to do in pro sports. Um, Just because you got to have – all the tools working for you. You have to be special to play in the NBA. And even, I, and I include Patrick Williams in that. I guarantee you, if you saw him play, you saw his game, you'd be, oh my God, how is this big guy moving that fast, jumping that high and, and doing the things that he does. But compared to other great athletes like that, you know, you wonder, is he going to, is he going to be the cream that's going to rise to the top? And that's the hard part about the NBA. And like you said, right now, Rich, I think you said it best. You won't know until they get to the league. You know what I'm saying? You, you won't know what they're going to do. Um, it's hard they, to figure they, out. They were talking about Brian Scalabrini, and he mm. and they they dogged him out, the worst player in the league, or whatever. The else. Yeah, and, and and then he went out uh, out in the streets, and and he was like, "Well, to you, I'm about to be the next Michael Jordan." And absolutely. he put on a show on the boys. Yeah, <laughs> so you were absolutely right. That was relevant <laughs> 20 years ago. So like I said, the, yeah. the caliber of athleticism now is is you're definitely oh. spot on with that. And I think Scalabrini, I think Scalabrini just did that to somebody. I think he's up in his 40s now. And he just he just gave some gave gave a couple of guys a business at the same time, and he was in his 40s. Yeah. So yeah. These, these these guys, these these elite athletes, man, um, you know, it's hard to shine when all the stars are bright, you know. And so uh kudos to any anybody who gets into the league. Uh, but I guess we just won't know. But again, I'm going back to uh I you know, Arizona, I think Arizona is going is making it through. Mm-hmm. And I just believe, man, I I think I want St. Peter's to get there, you know, just just one more time. So, you know, because it'll be nice. If they make it to the Elite Eight, that means that, that we get to hear um, one shining moment. And, um, you know, and then Luther, Luther they'll, they'll be in the rejoin somewhere. One shining moment. How did Luther get that? How did Luther get that? Mm-hmm. 
How do I have they, no how, idea. You know, and, and they never change it, and they don't change it. One shiny moment, and they don't. It don't match nothing. Are you ready for like you know? a remix with Luther and Megan The Stallion? Yeah, I'll be something. I mean, I think I think they need to I think they need to they need to kick that up a little bit. Let, let him and them. One let moment him I shine on get up in there. Just not Luther yeah. and Mary J. Uh, I can't do that. Oh. I mean, it was great for in that halftime outfit she was on. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no! Please don't get me on that because I'm getting enough hate. I'm getting enough hate tweets as it is. Well, you should. It just rightfully shows. So then you should. You should. I think they should do because it's Women's History Month. I think they should do a woman's all-star. I think it's over. Cardi B, Megan the Stallion, uh Sweetie, and <laughs> Missy Elliott. Yep, yep, yep. That would do it. Wow. Yeah. For some reason, man, I've been hearing this she Missy be- Elliott all over social media. I'm just saying, you reached back for that. With Missy I'm Elliott, saying, she she wrote out there in the wheelchair. Or what? You brought up, what it was like everybody you brought up was like, you know, um, I'm saying 2020, mm-hmm. and, and, and Missy Elliott's like 1990. <clears throat> yeah, but it's the throwback, man. I could have said like Doja Cat. I could have said Summer Walker. Yeah, you'd be better off. Oh, I could have said saying all that. Yeah, Basically. but you got to throw in somebody old school. You know, like I, I was yeah. going to say maybe if you want to do like Vintage Luther on the show, you could have had Missy and like Faith Evans. That would have worked. That would like, yeah. That would, I, I don't it. know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, just, I really like Missy Elliott. I just, this is like that one, the, they, the, the genre of, of women you put in, and then it was like you dropped Missy Elliott there. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I tried yeah. something for nostalgia, man. I just, you know, I was gonna say Queen Latifah, but I don't think that would work. Um, like, had up to here. Here we go, Queen Latifah. I'm sorry. You know what? That might you know. be better though, Queen Latifah. It's Ladies yeah. First, Ladies Month. All right. Ooh, Ladies Month, Ladies Month. I just think, I just, like, I, I just I think this. I just think like, the one shining moment. Right in there, or something, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One shining moment. One shining moment is not the. It's just sort of a letdown a little bit. I mean, you're the one shining moment, but it's just you know, it's you know, you know, you know. I I, I want a different song. I don't want to keep having a one shining moment right out there. I'm just you know? saying, right now, I think the best you could do is probably get Bruno Mars and mm-hmm. uh, put it Eminem. Put Bruno and Eminem together. Oh, uh, but he might be lip syncing through the whole thing, so maybe we don't want to do that. <laughs> All right, see, that's it. That's it. I, well, nobody can do any more of you. Don't get me, M. I love you, M. Don't be writing no ciphers about me. You know, you lip synced that. Oh, you just you just kneeled down and laughed about how much money you got. All right, yeah. it was you know. good lip singing though. Huh? <laughs> still good lip not singing live. Whatever it was, yeah, it was still good. I mean, he he. I don't best, I mean, you know, best rapper alive. M&M. M&M's are great. If you put them in a wrapper and... You oh, come on, haters. You no. Come on, nice haters. I've had the caramel this is, this M&M's. This is a whole different. other goat debate conversation and, and, and you're not going to suck me into it and say one person is greater than everybody else. 
there, in the rap game, I, oh my God. I mean, there's there's way too many intangibles to throw out there. Is he in that conversation? Absolutely. But I'm not ready to crown him the king of all kings. That's all I'm saying. We 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 know. We, we know one thing, people do not drop ciphers about him because they know that he's going to. He's all right, one, one of the best, the best lyricists. Yeah, like I said, that? he's definitely in the conversation. I just, like I said, that's something yeah. I've really got to sit down and do my research on to actually yeah. say, like, yeah, this one guy right here is the best. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Eminem is just scary because he could just hit you at all different times. Different flows. Oh, speaking of different flows, I know we're going to talk about this later on, baby. Uh, do you think LeBron can bring the Lakers back by himself? I, was, I don't know why Eminem and the go. You said go. It just made me think about it. Made me think about the, uh, the Lakers right now. No. You think he, you, you think he can bring him back? If he could have brought him by himself, this. he'd have never left Cleveland. Mm. Well, facts, facts, facts. Because he's, 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 he's just on a tear right now. Yeah, he's Brian, Brian. on a tear because he's tearing up stat lines. He's got it. Yeah. You know, this is this Bad is him. this is what's happening with LeBron James. I think he finally understands he's not going to match Michael Jordan ring for ring or even be yeah, in absolutely. conversation. So now he has to go at something else. And since the big conversation has always been scoring, that's his 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 philosophy now. I'm just going to go ahead and score and pad my stats and do everything else like that, which is fine. That's great because yeah. for some reason, this era only looks at stats now. Oh, well, they've got the greatest statistician. He scored 48 consecutive shots from 16 feet and 9 inches yeah. out from the arc, and that makes him the greatest player of all time. Okay, fine. If that's what you want to base it on, then do what you do. You know what I'm saying? I don't have nothing for you. Um, and that's why that's why I'm reevaluating my whole GOAT conversation and everything else like that. Because for me, we can talk about stats. We can talk about championships, just like in, in, in rap. Uh -huh. We can talk about albums. We can talk about selling out yeah. crowds. Where, where was your legacy? How are people still perceiving you, even though you retired, yeah. you're gone? Are they still talking about you? Are you still relevant? Can you still jump in, in as a rapper? Can you still jump in the studio and still put something hot out? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, are they still talking about you like you're somebody and you've been gone from the game? Are they still buying your shoes? Are you still endorsement worthy? You know, yeah. are they still looking at your tapes and patterning their games around you and about you. That is, in my opinion, what a GOAT conversation is all about. Will they yeah. ever have something like you? Uh, can a player like you go into any other generational time and still be relevant and still play? You know, that's what has to go into conversation, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah, that's a great GOAT question. And the funny part is, isn't LeBron James doing the same thing Russell Westbrook was doing a few years ago? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you just want to be the, the triple-double king, you want to just put up stats, and you just want to just do your thing, LeBron James can play until he's 49. And then by that time, yeah, at least could. LeBron can bring in Bronny to be like the, the statistician. You don't have to buy – you don't have to buy a team to get Bronny in the NBA. Okay. No, you can get Bronny in. I mean, <laughs> they're going to need assistant coaches somewhere. Yeah. 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 
Back in Cleveland. It's it's mm-hmm. it's hard. I mean, you you look at Bronny, you look at Michael Jordan's kids. I mean, not even close. <laughs> I mean, not even close. That's all right. That's all right. Carmelo Anthony's son's coming. It's happening. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be. Well, look at Gary Payton's kid. I mean, he came out. He you know he he picked up right after his old man. He's a guy. He's a guy. However, he made it to the league. He he been up and down the G League. I think he's been on 15 or 16 different teams. And uh, he finally stuck out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, literally, he's been on about 15 different teams and he's stuck. Katie you know? Martin's son's yeah. in the league. And we hear that Dennis Rodman's son is is coming. So Dennis Rodman's son? Dennis Rodman's yeah. son is supposed to be supposed a terror. Nice. And his daughter's nice. So, you know, he's... Yeah. Ron Harper's kid didn't look too bad. Oh, Ron Harper's son looks really good. People, he don't, he's, he's a Ron Jr., yeah. but he's a good player. Yeah. He's, he's a, a he's a, he's a, he's an NBA body. He's going to, have to tighten it up a little bit, but he's an NBA body. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know who it is. You know what it is. He's Jay Sizzle. He's Rich Sizzle. And I'm the G to the G. Wow. Yeah, you're definitely not in that goat conversation with singing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. definitely. I mean, goat conversation <laughs> and getting ready to cut everybody else's line. You get hey, out of here, buddy. Free Britney Griner. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. All right, so we got to go over there and win the war for Britney. That's the only way she's Come getting home. home. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ooh. That's good. You know who they should send after her? Who? Liam Neeses. I was just about to say Liam Neeson. They need to send him over there. Send Liam Neeson. They'll get him, him back home. Get, get Triple X over there because he was hanging out with the Russians in that one that one bad Triple X movie he was doing. Just send him over there. Vin Diesel, is that his name? Send, send him over there. He, he like the Russians, the Russians like him. He could just parachute in. I'm not going there. Do you know that? <laughs> did they know that we're talking about the star if we tell them we're sending them some Triple X? It's time to go. (laughs) Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.